Welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. My name is Doug Wortham, and I have the distinct pleasure of hosting today's show. On today's show, we'll discuss veteran suicide prevention with the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs. We'll hear from a recipient of the ESGR Patriot Award, and we'll check in with a county veteran service officer. But first, it's time for Generally Speaking, a weekly message from the Adjutant General of the Minnesota National Guard, Major General Sean Menke. Each year from September 15th to October 15th, Americans observe National Hispanic Heritage Month to celebrate the contributions of Americans whose ancestors came from Spain, Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central and South America. September is a significant month because it's the anniversary of independence for many Latin American countries. While there is much to celebrate culturally, Hispanic Americans have made countless sacrifices in defense of our nation. During the Spanish-American War, several thousand Hispanic volunteers, mostly from the southwestern United States, fought with distinction in the U.S. Army. Some of these soldiers joined Colonel Theodore Roosevelt's infamous Rough Riders and fought in Cuba. Hispanics continue to fight with distinction throughout both World Wars, Korea, and Vietnam. Their selfless service and dedication to the United States military remain strong today. On behalf of the Minnesota National Guard, please join me in celebrating and recognizing the exceptional contributions of these Americans, both past and present. Thank you, General Mankey. For more information, please go to minnesotamilitaryradio.com. As I mentioned at the top of the show, today we're going to have a conversation about veteran suicide prevention. And uh, joining me in the studio is Christy Stites and Krista Stananis from the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs. Christy's been with the Veteran Suicide, or is the Veteran Suicide Prevention Coordinator with the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, has been in that position since 2021. And Krista has been working in injury and violence prevention for the MDVA for the past eight years. Christy, Krista, welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. Thank you. Thanks for having us today. Did I get that right? Did we get your titles and positions correct? Are we good? You know, it's great to be here. Um, I haven't been with MDVA for eight years, but I have been with the state of Minnesota for a total oh, of eight Oh, I got gotcha. you. All right. So the state of Minnesota for eight years. I apologize for misreading that. But no you've been uh, a, a great employee for uh, <laughs> eight years, and now you're with the uh, MDVA to work on the injury and violence prevention for the, uh, for the state, for the department, for the agency. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Okay, so suicide prevention. Um, you know, it is Suicide Prevention Month, right? And last week we had uh, two and a half or three, three and a half segments talking specifically about um, suicide prevention. And, you know, one of the things that uh, keeps coming up over and over and over again are these, these numbers that are thrown out about the number of suicides that happen inside of our veteran community. And, and so, Christy, I want to just start with you and you know, we, it, the numbers could be 22 a day. It's 100 a year. I, 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 don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, is it 100 a year in Minnesota? Is it 22 a year total all across all agencies? Tell us a little bit about those numbers and, and really just maybe explain a little bit about or, or set the record straight, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So in Minnesota alone, we <clears throat> lose about 100 veterans per year to suicide, and that's been a trend really from 2014 um, to current, uh, except for one year. And veteran suicide, I mean, we all know that it's becoming a disturbing trend, and it increases. And so our work is very important here. We have a robust um, 
work being done in mental health and in suicide prevention in our state. And that's part of our role is to um, help share and make people aware and, you know, whether it's a military, but also in the greater population of Minnesota. And so um, I know, Krista, you want to jump in and and, and add a little bit of context here. And and I'm just wondering if, I mean, we guess at the number, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, how do you get to a right a right number. And I don't know if Krista, if that's where you're going to go with this, but if you wouldn't mind jumping in, maybe. Sure. Um, So we are just one agency. Every single agency is going to be using different definitions of what is a veteran. Um, um, How did they serve? Did they deploy? Was it over 181 consecutive days? Um, So each of these agencies are going to be using a different definition. And that's why our numbers are going to be varying. Us at MDVA, we're going off the Minnesota Department of Health's data, and that uses death certificate data. And death certificates are are a a good way to identify a veteran at the time of death. Um, There's a checkbox on there that they can mark, and then the veteran themselves can be qualified um, for benefits, including burial, maybe benefits for family. Um, But that that box is also very important for us because that's where we get our data from. Okay. Yeah, Christy, go ahead. And we we also know that suicide among all populations is underreported by up to 20%. And the majority of veteran deaths are male. So suicide, um, do we know, all right, they're mostly male. Is there one particular type of suicide? I mean, what's the number one uh, way in which um, our veterans or or the population in general are, are taking their lives or dying by suicide? Our veterans are dying by suicide um, by firearm and are mostly, we've seen a trend in males um, over the age of 55 in Minnesota. And so that would um, answer the question, I think we'll talk about a little bit later too, about why there's such a big push then to distribute uh, the the gun locks Mm -hmm. so that there's just that one more barrier where you have the opportunity to to think again about, hey, is this really what I want to do, you know, to create that pause? Yes, like it's time-based prevention. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, Krista, I want to come to you for this. Um, there's multiple reasons, right, um, of, of why people uh, die by suicide, why they decide to make that permanent, you know, decision to what would be a temporary um, problem. Um, but But why? Why are veterans dying? by suicide? I think that's a question that a lot of people that work in this area are looking to answer. Um, Here in Minnesota, we're trying to research that question. We know that people need to be connected to others, and we know that um, some veterans experience difficulty when they're transitioning from active duty to civilian life or following a deployment or even just a simple move can can cause some issues. Um, So we know that we want to collect some information, analyze it so that we can have a, a good idea about why our veterans are dying by suicide here in the state of Minnesota. And so, you know, when we talk about prevention, um, after the fact, obviously, it is too late. And so, um, you know, Christy, when we talk about the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs and the role that the department plays in prevention of suicides uh, in our veteran population, uh, what are some of the things that the uh, Department of Veterans Affairs is doing to help prevent that? Well, we are working with um, upstream approaches, which is aligns with what the Minnesota Department of Health 
um, are doing and the work that's being done all over the state. The Minnesota Department of Health in Minnesota is legislatively tasked with suicide prevention. And uh, we are we are working with the different pillars of veteran suicide prevention, connecting organizations and efforts. Uh, last week, I believe you had the Minnesota National Guard and the VA out here. We work very closely with, with them and the American Legion and and the Minnesota Department of Health to make sure that our language is streamlined, our messaging is streamlined, and to connect people in the community, as Krista mentioned, being the purpose and connectedness are two very important resilience pieces to keeping people healthy and well. And we want to work upstream so that we're addressing issues before they become a crisis and have uh, equip people in within our own communities not just for military and veterans, but in the greater population. We know that if we can dial down suicide among veterans towards zero, that we're automatically affecting the greater population of our state. And I would imagine that having that relationship with those other agencies, um, you can have these conversations, you can um, share the tips the, the tricks, so to speak, about what works, what doesn't work. You can share best yes. practices, I guess, is a better way to phrase that. Um, and then um, really work in concert to, to solve this problem. Because yes. um, when we look at some of the statistics over time, it doesn't seem as though we've made a whole heck of a lot of headway. You know, it's still happening. And um, anything we can do to prevent that is extremely important. Okay, so we've only got uh, just a few seconds left in this segment, so we'll end it here. But we're going to come back and we'll talk about uh, some of the other things going on inside the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs as it relates to suicide prevention. We've been speaking with Christy Stites and Krista Stananas from the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs. This is Minnesota Military Radio. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Doug Wortham. And in the last segment, we were speaking with Christy Stites and Krista Stananas from the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, and we're talking about veteran suicide prevention. So, Krista, I want to come back to you. I mean, um, you know, there's a lot of things that are, are going on um, as it relates to suicide prevention, understanding why but maybe you can explain a little bit about this retrospective fatality analysis research project that's going on, and maybe that'll answer some of those questions. Sure. Um, so something that MDVA's suicide prevention team is doing is a research project, and we decided to go with a retrospective fatality analysis. Um, this is kind of like a psychological autopsy, if you've heard of that before. Um, retrospective fatality analysis is new. It's an updated version of the psychological autopsy protocol with a new team. Um, so this includes talking to family and friends to learn more about the veteran's life before they died. We want to find out all that we can about them um, so that we can have answers to those questions, why are veterans dying by suicide in Minnesota? So we're identifying identifying families and friends of veterans who um, died by suicide in the year 2021. Um, we have IRB approval for this project, and we're following all requirements that are needed. So if you or someone you know might be willing to speak with us, um, please go to our website at MDVA. We have an email address on our suicide prevention page, and you can contact us there. So the intent here is to gather information, collect the data of why a person took their life, why they died by suicide, with the hopes that we can compile data, get some data points, and prevent 
something like this happen again to someone else who might be experiencing some of those same exact uh, data issues. Is that right, uh, Christy? Yes. And we also, we, well, we're not, it's not a therapy in any way. Uh, we, we take that interview and their uh, willingness to share very seriously and, you know, hope to also provide some healing because we know that when people share their story, that that's just kind of an automatic. And so in the end, it, it we can use those lives to save others. And so, Christy, what, what can the broad community do to help as it relates to suicide prevention? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for asking that. Suicide prevention is, is everybody's business. And the efforts that it takes to save lives is, is really um, quite simple but not easy. So we work um, closely because with, we try to reach out into the communities as we partner, as we mentioned earlier, with the Community Engagement Partnership Coordinators from the VA and the CVSOs who are actually working in the communities, living in the communities to help promote um, education and awareness deeper into the community into the communities, whether it's with an employer, a school district, um, beyond the yellow ribbon companies, and um, so that we can give people a response and language when they have concerns about someone that they care for. And so I think we, we need to make sure we discuss then, you know, what are these the warning mm-hmm. signs? What are the things that uh, we should be looking for um, as it relates to those that we care about? I mean, obviously, we're focusing on the prevention of veteran suicide, but I think the goal ought to be to prevent all suicide, yes. regardless of where you come from or what your background is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what are some of those things we should be looking for? And then, and then how do you approach the subject? Good questions. So looking for changes in behavior, um, whether it's someone being unusually happy and maybe peaceful when they, they've been struggling in the past or vice versa, uh, not showing up for a, an appointment or a meeting or work, uh, change in their appearance. There's just some of the, some of the things uh, Krista could add to that as well. Uh, there's, you know, those are kind of some more evident signs. And sometimes it's just your own discernment or intuition that you have to really trust. And so it's never wrong to be direct and ask some of those tough questions. I call those fearless conversations. So asking directly, we have trainings that we offer, including mental health first aid that we offer to anyone in our state uh, virtually once a month. It's a certification. And we have other uh, trainings and intervention trainings that we offer or would love to help coordinate in conjunction with the Minnesota Department of Health. But asking directly to someone, are you thinking of killing yourself? Have you been having thoughts of suicide? I'm concerned about you. I want to be here for you. And knowing that when you ask that question, you don't have to have all the answers or solve all of their problems. Being present and being with someone is just having a caring heart. It's that it can be that simple. And I think right now would be a great time to bring up um, the resource of 988, right? So you might not have all the answers to the questions, but if you ask the pointed question and you get a response that gives you pause, 988 is a great resource, isn't it, uh, Christine? Krista? Yes, 988, the National Crisis Line. Um, there's a special line for veterans. If you dial, or dial 988 and then press 1, you'll be connected with someone who's trained to work specifically with veteran population. And and don't be scared to call. Anything you need to talk to somebody, reach out. They will answer 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 20, um, 24 hours a day. Yeah, and we would rather have the call made and it be nothing 
then not make the call, and then it ends up in or resulting in someone taking their life. Absolutely. So, Krista, um, we already mentioned a little bit about some of the partnering that's being done with the MDVA. I'm just wondering if you might be able to expand on that a little bit and maybe explain a little bit about the roles of some of these partnering agencies. Sure. So Minnesota Department of Health has statutory authority for suicide prevention, as Christy said. Um, so what we're doing at MDVA, we're trying to streamline with the Department of Health um, with you know a focus on the veteran population. Uh, we work with them. We work with uh, federal VA. We work with some community partners um, who engage community. We attend um, events in the community with many of our partners. Um, other partners that we have, we attend Farm Fest with the Department of Agriculture. Um, we basically work with many of the state agencies as a partner. And what that means is sharing resources, um, sharing new information that comes out, new training. We like Christy said, we do free training at MDVA for anyone who's interested in taking courses. Um, we, our partners are big and small, and, and nobody's too small to partner with us. We we have a, a network of many veteran um, agencies, big and small in the state. And so, uh, Christy, we talked about gun locks before, um, but explain a little bit more about the gun lock program and, and how the gun locks can get distributed or someone could get one if they're looking for one. Sure. So over the past two years, we've given out really more than 17,000 gun locks to anyone who requests one and not just one. We can uh, range a number of them. We've partnered with uh, police departments throughout the state and other agencies, Department of Agriculture. We work closely with the VA. That's where the gun locks actually come from. And we just, we know that, that veterans who die by suicide with a firearm are often more than the general population. So if we can create some sort of time and distance between the thought of, of taking that action toward suicide to, you know, from that time, that five seconds can save a life to open a gun lock. There has been a campaign for freeze the keys even that creates even more distance. So what we know is that when people are in that moment that if they are if there's an intervention or they are able to change that decision, they may never go back to that again. And I think just as a responsible gun owner, having a gun lock uh, locking or securing your, your weapons is just the smart thing to do. And here's the added benefit, right, mm-hmm. is um, it might be that extra five seconds or 10 seconds or a minute needed Yes. To give pause to step back and say, you know what? No, I'm okay. This isn't the decision I want to make. Yes. So we've got just about a minute left here, and I want to wrap it up here with uh, with you, Krista, and talk a little bit about some of the upcoming uh, or the upcoming prevention um, and awareness days, Su- Veteran Suicide Prevention and Awareness Day. Yes. Um, The first Saturday of every October, it's um, annually an annual day that we have set up here. October 7th is the day this event brings communities together to honor veterans that we've lost to suicide. And it also allows their lives to help um, work towards preventing the loss of future veterans and and anyone who, you know, could be struggling with mental health. Um, So we want to increase awareness. We provide resources out there. We have some great speakers set up um, and it's a really good networking opportunity. Also, we'll have coffee, donuts. It starts at 9 a.m. at at Paul Bunyan Park and it will go to 11. All right. So October 7th, 9 a.m., Paul Bunyan Park in Bemidji, uh, minnesotaveteran.org slash events. 
uh, could uh, get more information about that event. Um, Christy and uh, Krista, um, I, I really appreciate you spending the time with us here in, uh, in the studio and, and talking about this extremely important uh, topic. Uh, everybody needs to do their part to prevent uh, suicide, and if we can just save one more life and, and get that 22 a day or whatever the number is, if we can get that down closer to zero and eventually hit zero, I think that uh, that would be a great feeling. So I just want to say thanks so much for joining me here on Minnesota Military Radio. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Yeah, you bet. Okay, that was Christy Stites and Krista Stananas from the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs having a conversation about veteran suicide prevention. Remember, Team 988, number one, pound one, get you right to the veteran link, and then also minnesotaveteran.org for more information. This is Minnesota Military Radio. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. In a moment, we're going to speak to an, to a Patriot Award recipient. But first, it's time for the Commissioner's Corner. It's a weekly update from the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs. Now here's Interim Commissioner Brad Lindsay. The Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs is committed to ending the preventable tragedy of veteran suicide. Minnesota loses more than 100 veterans to suicide each year. The Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs has collaborated with others to identify the root causes of veteran suicide and has created an innovative, cooperative way to reverse this trend. We are working toward zero veteran deaths by suicide in Minnesota. Though veterans are well-versed in firearm safety, all gun owners should understand that during emotional or stressful times, delaying access to a gun could mean the difference between life and death. Gun locks can prevent someone in crisis from tragically taking their own life. In an effort to reduce these preventable tragedies, MDVA is offering free gun locks. Call 1-888-LINKVET to request a gun lock. This year's annual Veteran Suicide Prevention and Awareness Day will be held Saturday, October 7th in Bemidji, Minnesota. This event will feature numerous suicide prevention experts and Minnesotans whose lives have been impacted by veteran suicide. Visit minnesotaveteran.org events for more information. Thank you, Interim Commissioner Lindsay. For more information, please go to minnesotamilitaryradio.com. Joining me in the studio right now is Roger Zakrashek. Roger is the president of Erosion Works in Elk River, Minnesota. Erosion Works has been providing quality erosion control services to the building industry since 2001. Roger was presented the Patriot Award on July 14th of this year. We congratulate you on that and welcome you to Minnesota Military Radio. Thank you. Roger, it's great to have you in the studio. You know, we talk about uh, often on the program the support that uh, our veterans, our service members receive on how paramount it is to have the family support. And often one of the items or one of the people that kind of get left out of the conversation, I feel, is the employer. And so to have you in the studio, to um, have the opportunity to congratulate you for receiving the, the Patriot Award, um, I just think it uh, speaks volumes to um, that part of the population that supports our, our service members and our veterans. Yeah, I mean, everybody needs support. Yeah, they absolutely do. Um, and I know that... Um, You've provided provided some great support, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. And and really, before we dive into that, one of the things I always like to do is try to 
make that connection of our guests to the military? Obviously, you have someone who uh, works for you that uh, serves in the military, but what is your family history as it relates to the military? Uh, my dad's side of the family, pretty much all the boys were in the military. Um, my dad was in the Legion and um, Memorial Day weekend, stuff like that. And my actually, my dad's brother died in World War II. So I have a pretty strong connection to the military. Yeah, so a deep connection there with your dad, your uncle uh, serving, especially during that time. And um, so I just wonder if, you know, that connection of, of the military, you understand the sacrifice that, that has been made. Is, is that what kind of sets the framework for you that you take to your business as how you treat those employees of yours that happen to also be service members? Yes, it's quite a um, sacrifice to be in the military. Um, it's especially even in the National Guard as an employer, you uh, need to support those people because they have to have a real job, you know. Right. And so um, off the top of your head, do you know how many people you've got in your business that are currently serving? Uh, two and then probably four past that have been in the military. Okay. So military service in your company isn't something new. Um, but, you know, you said earlier that everybody needs some help. Um, just talk a little bit about that and how that kind of drives or shapes you as a leader inside of, of your company. Well, um, like I tell the guys, you know, if it's hard to um, deal with 30, 40 people every day. Everybody has a different personality. And don't pick on people because you don't know what, what happened to that individual when they're not at work, right? So in today's workplace, people are actually hard on each other a little bit. Um, so I've been talking about it all this year that if you think you can kid somebody, kid them. But if you don't know what's going on in their life at home, don't don't push them around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think Every, friendly banter is good. Yeah, friendly banter, <laughs> but pushing them a little hard. You, you don't know what happened at their house last night or where their frame of mind is. Just be good to everybody all day. And, you know, it's, it's kind of uh, interesting that we have you on the show today after the last segment. We were talking about veteran suicide prevention, suicide prevention in general. And the person that nominated you for, for this award has some of their own struggles as it relates to mental health. And so the things you're talking about right here are you don't know what someone's experiencing. So don't necessarily walk on eggshells, but you do have to have some care, compassion, and use caution and tact when you're trying to have this yeah. quote-unquote banter. Yes. All right, so the Patriot Award. Um, you know, you mentioned that uh, the Minnesota Guard or someone serving the Guard, we know that, especially in today's environment, um, you know, up after 9-11, the amount of deployments that uh, that these soldiers, these airmen, these service members went through um, was just paramount. As a business owner, that has a negative impact, I mean, because you're losing someone, a negative impact on your business. Um, how have you been able to kind of work through that to to assist when you're losing someone for maybe it's a weekend or an AT period or longer if it's a deployment? Well, I mean, if you show up and do your job when you're there, I'm I'm happy with it, you know. If you need to leave for service, you need to leave for service. Generally, those people are good, hard workers. They understand about showing up on time. And work in a full day, you know, that's a rarity or it's getting more rare in America, right? Um, so, I, I mean, 
I just take it as they come during the day. If you show up and do your job, I can deal with, if you need time off, I can let you have time off. So I want to make sure that I, I clarify um, something here, or at least explain that. So you received the Employer Support of the Guard and Reserve Patriot Award. Um, the Patriot Award reflects the efforts made to support citizen warriors through a wide range of measures, including flexible schedules, time off prior to and after deployment, caring for families, granting leaves of absence if needed. Uh, Patriot Awards are awarded to individual supervisors, not to an entire staff. So you were nominated as a a supervisor or leader inside of, of the company as the business owner. Did you even know that an award from ESGR existed or even the Patriot guard existed? (laughs) Absolutely not. Um, And so how, how does that make you feel as a, as a leader, as an owner of erosion works to know that one of your employees um, thought enough about you and the support that you received or you gave them uh, to nominate you for the uh, Patriot Award. It makes you um, think that you're doing the right thing, you know. Just continue to do the right thing, and you'll eventually be rewarded. It's hard to do that every day, the right thing, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> I think that that's the problem with it, right? If it was uh, easy, yep. then everybody would always be doing it. Yep. It, that's another rarity in this country, you know. Yeah. So, um, so it was a surprise then when you were um, – when you received it, uh, or at least you were told you were going to receive it? Yeah, I was hesitant, you know. It's like coming on the radio, you're <laughs> hesitant. But, you know, once it happened, and it's, it's a great thing. Well, I want to talk a little bit about more, uh, you know, kind of how, how you found out and the, and the story behind the story of the nomination. Uh, before we do that, though, I want to take a quick break here, and then we'll come back and we'll we'll wrap up the conversation about the uh, about the Patriot Award. Uh I've been speaking with Roger Zakrajek. He's the president of Erosion Works in Elk River, Minnesota, and he received the Patriot Award from the employer support of the Garden Reserve. This is Minnesota Military Radio. Please stay with us, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Doug Wortham, and in the studio with me is Roger Zakrajek, who's the president of Erosion Works in Elk River, Minnesota. Uh, Roger recently received the Patriot Award from the employer support of the Guard and Reserve. So, Roger, you know, one of the things that we were talking about um, previously and then a little bit off of uh, airtime was you know, service members that work for you and your company, you appreciate hiring them because of their work ethic. And so I'm assuming then that um, as an employee, you would seek out, or excuse me, as an employer, you would seek out uh, service members because of that work ethic that they bring. Yes. I mean, it's a rarity in this country. And everyone that I have that works for me or used to work for me that was in the military, they're, they're great employees. One of the things that kind of struck me, and not in a bad way, was you, you talked about, um, you know, the reason why you received the award is, you know, partly because of some of the flexibility you provide for the service member that nominated you. But uh, you were talking off air that, um, you know what, you're a reasonable guy. You know, you, you don't ask for much. You come to work, uh, put in a good, honest day, but you are willing to work with your employees to provide them the things that they need to take care of the things that they need so that they can stay in the game spot, so to speak, uh, to, to provide the services that you're promising to your customer. Yeah. I mean, like I said, everybody has issues in their lives. 
You know, work shouldn't be number one. It's, it's pretty important because you got to pay your bills. But you have to be flexible as an employer um, these days. And if you have women, another thing, too, is uh, there's a lot of men that have kids. Yeah. They're in charge of the kids. So you have to be flexible with them to let them off. Um, and I think that was one of the things in the write-up about why you were being nominated, too, is the flexibility you've allowed to the person that nominated you, um, you know, because they're the sole provider and they have the custody of the kids and, and they need a little bit more flexibility. Um, and, and why not do some of those things? Because you know you're still going to get a good eight-hour day out of that person if you just be a little bit more flexible. I think it works for all employees if, you're, if you treat them good and you're flexible. They'll reward you. You know? Yeah, and so open communication obviously is extremely important. You know, you can't uh, just not show up. Let me know what's going on. Let me see how I can help you, and uh, where you can, you will. Yep. All right. So you found out you were getting nominated. We talked a little bit about that. Um, what just you know personally, um, you know, what does it really mean though? What is what is receiving that award from the ESGR program? mean to you? What does it mean to your business? And then what advice do you have to others um, who are uh, employees of or employers of service members, um, you know, that might need some of this flexibility you're talking about? Well, I think uh, service members are great employees. Um, And when I got the award, um, I'm like everybody else. I didn't really want to deal with the award. But once they came to the office and I got the word. I, I, I felt a sense of pride um, that I'm doing the right thing, that Erosion Works is doing the right thing. And in return, it helps people that are in the military also because their lives are pretty hectic. And um, there's a lot of peaks and valleys in people's lives, and you got to kind of support them. Yeah, and I think that's um, it sends a good message to your the rest of your team, the rest of your company, um, hey, here's this recognition. Um, now, it is an award for an individual supervisor. It doesn't go necessarily to the company, but you just happen to be the owner of the company too. So uh, I would say it is a company award. and just kind of talks to um, the climate that you try to create inside of, of your company. Yes, like I said, I have women, um, young kids, older people, and everybody's at different phases in their lives too. You know, yeah. if you have young kids or you have kids going to college, um, you want to go places once you start making some money. So everybody needs time away a little bit. You have to understand why you're coming to work and then what you're going to do when you're not at work. Why are you actually coming to work? Yeah. What, what are you going to do with that money? You know, so you got to, do I want a boat? Do I want a car? Do I want a house? And in return, if you got to, you got to do something for erosion works, you know? That's right. Um, Set your dreams and goals, and every two, three years, they adjust. Five years ago, you know, it, you, you think you know what you want, and you look back five years, it seems like 40 years ago, right? <laughs> yeah, no, you, you're absolutely right. Um, I, I just want to say, uh, you know, one, congratulations on the Patriot Award. Um, you know, it is uh, commendable that you've taken the time um, to provide that flexibility needed to all of your employees, not just the service member, but it, it is good to be recognized. And uh, just, again, congratulations on that. And I want to say thank you so much for spending some time with us here in, in Minnesota Military Radio. Really appreciate it. You bet. We've been speaking with Roger Zakrajek, and uh, Roger's the president of Erosion Works in Elk River, 
Minnesota. Joining me on the phone right now is the past president of the Minnesota Association of County Veteran Service Officers and the current Roseau County Veteran Service Officer, Marty Howes. Marty, um, I introduced you as the past president. Um, first, welcome to Minnesota Military Radio, but second, uh, we're calling you the past now. What's going on? <laughs> well, thank you, Doug. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it's true. It's uh, after two wonderful years of of that uh, being afforded that that the presidency of the Minnesota Association of County Veteran Service Officers. It's time to you know pass the reins on and uh, you know get some some fresh blood in there and uh, keep continuing to make changes. You know, and you know it's a pretty big commitment. Uh, you know, you're traveling uh, all over the place, and Roseau's not so close to the Twin Cities, so every time you got to come down here, that's like a week trip. You know, so um, you know you're getting a little bit of time back. I'm sure the county appreciates that. You can uh, dedicate a little bit more time to your veterans, but someone's got to take the reins, Marty. So who is taking over as the president now of the uh, Minnesota Association of County Veteran Service Officers? So yeah, you're you're exactly right. You know, getting back to the getting back into the office is a good thing. I know my veterans appreciate it. And then, uh, yeah, coming up now is out of Lackawanna County, and his name is Josh Benenga. He's a wonderful, wonderful guy, Army veteran, and uh, you know, I feel pretty confident. Uh, it was so good to to work with him and to have him as a vice president, and I think as a president, he's going to do just. Just outstanding things for the association and for the the veterans of Minnesota. Well, I'm a little disappointed that I didn't get you in the studio while you were the president. Uh, maybe Josh will uh, be able to get in here, but uh, that doesn't mean that uh, you know I still can't get you in the studio some other time just to um, you know razz you a little bit and, and check up on on how things are going. Um, well, but I yeah. I do want to shift gears because you know it's not like you just get to pick who your successor is. I mean, there's kind of a general rule of thumb, right? He was your vice president, but that's not a guarantee he becomes the president. So you just had the Minnesota Association County of Veteran Service Officers uh, big annual conference, and that's where the election took place. So maybe you can just tell us a little bit about how the conference went and then uh, maybe that quick process of, uh, of getting to uh, Josh being the president. Yeah, you bet. Um, you know, the conference went off without a hitch. We had uh, wonderful vendors there. Um, you know, our, our primary focus was, you know, to, to veteran suicide, but then we're also there for training um, so that we can better assist veterans with their VA benefits, whether it's health care, filing claims, and, you know, what are the best routes for advocacy that, that, uh, that we can provide. So but besides all of that, then we do meet and uh, we have our annual meeting, business meeting, and uh, you are elected by your peers. So all the other county veteran service officers in the state of Minnesota, um, you know, yeah, you you could be challenged, and you could just because you're the vice president doesn't mean you're going to get it. But uh, you know, I had a lot of confidence in Josh. He's he's a great guy, and uh, he's very well liked within the association, um, and his participation is. Uh, is just wonderful. You know, he's in there. He wants to be a part of something. He's helping out. He's digging in. And when you got that, um, that's when you have that help, you know, and, and you, that's when you're going to get things done. And, you know, yeah, I hope I can get down there to the radio station to you, too. Just <laughs> I'm still a past president. I still have duties to work with him and to assist him. And, you know, hopefully that means I get to come down there and see you. 
Well, maybe he'll be able to pawn that off on you one time and uh, and let you get that uh, opportunity. So we have less than a minute, uh, Marty. Um, the conference was a success. Um, it was held up at Grandview. Next year it's at uh, Craggins. Um, and will it be the same type of a format for a conference? Yeah, yeah. The conference will stay fairly fairly much the same. You know, the training, of course, differs. just depends on what's uh you know, the hot topics are, and, the, you know, we try to train on, you know, we have so many things that we need to know that, you know, it's the training is a little different every year, but it's it's extremely thorough, and, uh, you know, it's just top-notch. Uh, Jason uh, Marquardt from Fillmore County is our training director, and he just does a wonderful job. Well, we look forward to getting that report uh, next year from Josh. Uh, Marty, I appreciate you joining us here on Minnesota Military Radio. Thanks a lot, Doug. Appreciate you. That's Marty Howes, the past president of Minnesota Association of County Veteran Service Officers and the Roseau County Veteran Service Officer. We're near our end of uh, the time together, and I'd like you to know that uh, this show is for you. If you have a topic suggestion, if you've got some feedback for the show, or if you're a Minnesota veteran and you'd like to share your story, please go to minnesotamilitaryradio.com, click on Contact Us, send us a message, and uh, let us know how we can assist you. I would like to thank our guests for joining us this week. Speaking with Christy Stites, Krista Stananis, Roger Zakrajic, Marty Howes, Interim Commissioner Brad Lindsay of the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, and finally Minnesota's Adjutant General, Major General Sean Mankey. Next week, we'll speak to a Gold Star son, get some information about the SOAR program, and check in with the VFW. That's coming up next weekend on this station or online anytime at minnesotamilitaryradio.com. I'm Doug Wortham, and I'd like to thank you for listening to this edition of Minnesota Military Radio. I hope you have a great week and you find a way to make a positive impact on someone's life. Minnesota Military Radio is a production of iHeartMedia, the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, the Minneapolis VA, Beyond the Yellow Ribbon, and the Minnesota National Guard. Your host is Tom Lyons, founder and owner of Phelan Partners Limited, a merger and acquisition advisory firm. Tom is a life member of the American Legion, VFW, Vietnam Veterans of America, and the DAV. For podcasts and the latest updates, follow us at minnesotamilitaryradio.com.